ESP, astral projection, and various other government-funded experiments done on our soldiers and other human guinea pigs. I'm about to dive into something, some, some real dark territory, stuff that you would find only on the dark web, on conspiracy-based sites, um, on things like Ripley's Believe It or Not, episodes of The X-Files even, consisting of tales of chemical compounds such as MK Ultra being sprayed on students in a community swimming pool to see the effects of this type of nerve gas, this nerve agent, on the average human being. And let us not forget military experiments, human genetic cloning, and removing one head from someone's body and placing it onto another and making it work. This was done successfully between two apes about 10 years ago. And there was also a genetic splice experiment where they took a plant, spliced it with the DNA of a cow, and it was able to produce green milk. Look it up. This stuff exists. I'll be diving into that today. This is some pretty creepy pasta type stuff. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Please hold for an important word from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Top 5 Crazy Government Experiments What comes to mind when you hear the words government experiment? If Google image search can truly gauge this sort of thing, then your head's likely swimming with comic book super soldiers, conspiracy theories, mutilated animals or mutated animals, and oddly enough, country music singer Kenny Rogers' face. Outside the world of comics and horror flicks, funding is pretty tight, especially for mad scientists. You'd be surprised how hard it is to snag a government grant when your proposal includes snippets like a deep, penetrating dive into a plasma pool and bow down before me as such. Most government-funded research tends to stay away from atomic supermen. Countless constructive, life-changing breakthroughs trace back to government-funded labs from various vaccines to microwave ovens. The comfy insoles in your shoes, for instance, are just one Everyday Wonder brought to you by NASA. Still, the occasional oddball premise slips past the people who control government grant applications, regardless of the possible benefits to humanity. These are the government experiments that garner the most attention. After all, the prospect of genetically modified flying piranhas is troubling enough, but tack on tax funded, and you have a real public outcry on your hands. Uh, what I'm about to read to you will leave behind uh, drive-in theaters and horror aisles of the video stores and breeze through five of the craziest real-life government experiments that I could possibly gather up for you. Number five. I'm going to start five to one. Gathering and getting ahead in the Cold War. The 1950s and 60s were a golden age for scientific optimism. Humans were venturing into outer space, watching television and finally glimpsing the cascading grace of DNA's double helix. 
all of which helped to soften the blow of looming nuclear annihilation. Still, provided humanity didn't destroy itself, the future looked bright in the wake of the first successful long-term human organ transplant, that being a kidney, in 1954. Could human head transplants really be that far off? While sometimes more morbid than scientific, our fascination with life-altering decapitation stretches back pretty far past the guillotine gawkers of the French Revolution and back to the era of cruelly sharpened stones. Even today, it remains one of the of medicine's final frontiers, offering possible alternatives to quadriplegics with organ failure. As was often the case during the mid-20th century, dogs and monkeys wound up making some huge sacrifices for human science. U.S. Surgeon General Charles Guthrie transplanted one dog's head onto the neck of another in 1908 with government funding. The Soviet surgeon Vladimir Demikov attempted a canine upper body transplant in 1951. Not to be outdone, the United States funded the work of neurosurgeon Robert J. White in the mid-1960s. White experimented with transplantation of dog and monkey brains into the necks and abdomens of other animals. His work culminated with the 1970 experiment that saw the head of one living monkey transplanted onto the headless body of another. Number four, the sad case of acoustic kitty. The subject of animal experimentation for the advancement of medical science or space exploration can prove a tricky topic. As you might imagine, say that you will, what about swapping monkey heads? But those experiments taught us much of what we know about the possibilities and limits of full body transplants. Still, this argument doesn't win over everybody. Even fewer people buy into the necessity for the United States Central Intelligence Agency's CIA deployment of Acoustic Kitty. It was the 1960s in the midst of the Cold War, and espionage was the stage for many of the machinists between the U.S. and the Soviet superpowers. Given the political climate, you might be tempted to forgive the CIA for blowing five years and more than 10 million attempting to train a cat. But the addition of surgically implanted listening equipment, a battery and tail base antenna, tend to tip things in favor of the critics. Following further surgical attempts to bug the cat and curb its hunger, it darted under a taxi cab during a field test and died. Was the animal's death an accident or an act of sacrifice to end the monstrous program? Today, house cats continue to ignore their human owners, presumably free from surgical implanted spy equipment. The American public didn't learn about Acoustic Kitty until the related documents were declassified in 2001. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. back. Number three, zero gravity black budgets and UFOs. The subject of secret Nazi experiments generally follows two paths. It either dives into the horrors of the Holocaust or explores the ridiculous annals of conspiracy theory, complete with whisperings of a secret Antarctic base and Hitler's UFO escape into the hollow earth, which I shared last week. It's a shared shred of truth mixed in with the fantasy. 
British journalist Nick Cook thinks there might be, as detailed in his book, The Hunt for Zero Point. The former Jane's Defense Weekly aviation editor explored the possible existence of Nazi anti-gravity experiments. That is, research into zero-point energy, a quantum effect caused by vertical particles winking in and out of existence. Cook argues that some of this technology was glimpsed by Allied pilots as unidentified Foo Fighters, flying objects, aircraft. He even argues that some post-war UFO sightings may be due to the U.S. and Russian programs based on this sea's technology. As a decorated journalist and noted authority on the black budgets that fund top-secret government programs and projects, Cook stands apart from most conspiracy writers. Plus, his case for Germany's wartime anti-gravity program gains some credibility given current projects by the likes of Boeing and NASA to develop gravity-shielding technologies. Number two, space, the final sexual frontier. Space experiments often win the prize for weird, from blasting doomed chimps into orbit to rewarding weightless, web-spinning spiders with filet mignon dinners. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the creme de la creme of pulp science fiction fantasies, space sex. In 2000, French astronomer Pierre Collard made headlines when he claimed in his book, The Last Mission That NASA Studied, the feastability of 10 low-gravity sex positions during a 1996 space shuttle mission. NASA denies this, of course. Not to be undone, the Russians allegedly carried out experiments related to human docking procedures as well. Experiments concerning the effects of space on the human reproductive system are nothing new. After all, if you set aside all uh, cultural baggage, sexual reproduction is a central process. In the early days of space exploration, there was even uncertainty of how a trip into orbit might affect a human's ability to procreate. Soviet scientists paid especially close attention to cosmonaut Valentina Taraskov's 1964 pregnancy after returning from orbit. Taraskov's married fellow cosmonaut Andriana Nikolave and soon became pregnant with the world's first child born on two of two veterans of spaceflight. The couple's daughter turned out perfectly healthy, but the case was largely uncharted territory in the growing field of space medicine. The timelines of the percentage and the parentage even led some to question whether the union might have been arranged, a science experiment in itself. As for the future of SpaceX, Proponents say it's just a matter of time and that it would be unrealistic and possibly unhealthy to forbid sexual activity aboard multi-year manned missions. And the last one, number one, the psychic Cold War. Paranormal research is hardly a hotbed of credibility these days, but for a time it wasn't just a topic of serious discussion, it was a matter of national security. The Cold War between the Soviet and American superpowers saw an arms race, a space race, and believe it or not, a struggle for dominance of paranormal forces. The U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, reportedly sunk millions into the 1970s psychic spy program. All of this federally funded research took place in an effort to keep up with the Russians, who had been researching telepathy and telekinesis since the 1920s. 
Can you imagine a world where submarine crews use telepathy to communicate with the surface? How about a space race in which cosmonauts use precognition to dodge orbital collisions and psychics meld their minds with what that of a computer? The Soviets could imagine such things and they funded the research to determine their feasibility. It's impossible to single out a winner in this psychic Cold War, according to a 1973 DARPA commission study by the RAND Corporation. The Russians and Americans both put roughly the same amount of effort and money into their paranormal programs. The big difference, according to the report, that is, that the U.S. study tended to rely more on psychology while Soviets focused on biological and physical theories. In their conclusion, the RAND Corporation determined the U.S. program a failure while the Russians were more likely to excel, providing there's a shred of truth to any of the hypotheses and the spoonbenders they studied. How's that for a backhanded compliment? Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. April 10th, 1953, Alan Dules, the newly appointed director of the CIA, delivered a speech to a gathering of Princeton alumni. Though the event was mundane, global tensions were running high. The Korean War was coming to an end, and earlier that week, the New York Times had published a startling story asserting that American POWs returning from the country may have been converted by communist brainwashers. Some GIs were confessing to war crimes like carrying out germ warfare against the communists, a charge the U.S. categorically denied. Others were reportedly so brainwashed that they had refused to return to the United States at all. As if that weren't enough, the U.S. was weeks away from secretly sponsoring the overthrow of a democratically elected leader in Iran. Dules had just become the first civilian director of an agency growing more powerful by the day. And the speech provided an earlier glimpse into his priorities for the CIA. In the past few years, we have become accustomed to hearing much about the battle from men's minds, the war of ideologies, he told the attendees. I wonder, however, whether we clearly perceive the magnitude of the problem, whether we realize how sinister the battle for men's minds has become in Soviet hands, he continued. We might call it, in its new form, brain warfare. Duels proceeded to describe the Soviet brain perversion techniques as effective but abhorrent and nefarious. 
He gestured to the American POWs returning from Korea shells of men that they once were, parroting the communist propaganda they had heard cycled for weeks on end. He expressed fears and uncertainty. Were they using chemical agents? Hypnosis? Something else entirely? We in the West, the CIA director conceded, are somewhat handicapped in brain warfare. This sort of non-consensual experiment, even on one's enemies, was antithetical to American values. Adults insisted, as well as antithetical to what should be human values. Fear of brainwashing and a new breed of brain warfare terrified and fascinated the American public throughout the 1950s, spurred both by the words of the CIA and the stories of brainwashed GIs returning from China, Korea, and the Soviet Union. Newspaper headlines like New Evils Seen in Brainwashing and Brainwashing versus Western Psychiatry offered sensational accounts of new mind control techniques and technologies that no man could fully resist. The paranoia began to drift into American culture with books like The Manchurian Candidate and The Naked Lunch playing on themes of unhinged science and scientists and the vast political conspiracies. The idea of brainwashing also provided many Americans with a compelling, almost comforting explanation for communism's swift rise, that Soviets used the tools of brainwashing not just on enemy combatants, but on their own people. Why else would so many countries be embracing such an obviously backward ideology? American freedom of the mind versus Soviet mind control became a dividing line as stark as the Iron Curtain itself. MK Ultra, three days after his speech decrying Soviet tactics, Duels approved the beginning of the MK Ultra program, a top-secret CIA program for covert use of biological and chemical materials. American values made for good rhetoric, but Duels had a far grander plan for the agency's Cold War agenda. MK Ultra's mind control experiments generally centered around behavior modification via electroshock therapy, hypnosis, polygrams, radiation and a variety of drugs, including LSD and acid, toxins, and chemicals. These experiments relied on a range of test subjects, some who freely volunteered, some who volunteered under coercion, and some who had absolutely no idea they were involved in a sweeping defense research program. From mentally impaired boys at a state school, to American soldiers, to sexual psychopaths at a state hospital, MK Ultra's programs often preyed on the most vulnerable members of society. The CIA considered prisoners especially good subjects, as they were willing to give consent in exchange for an extra recreation time or commuted sentences. Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange is a perfect example of this type of coercion and mind control. Whitley Bulger, a former organized crime boss, wrote of his experience as an inmate test subject in MKUltra. Eight convicts in a panic and paranoid state, Bulger said in the 1957 tests at the Atlanta Penitentiary, there he was, where he was, serving time, total loss of appetite, hallucinating. The room would change shape, 
hours of paranoia and feeling violent. We experienced horrible periods of living nightmares and even blood coming out of the walls. Guys turning into skeletons in front of us. I saw a camera change into the head of a dog. I felt like I was going insane. Bulger claimed he had been injected with LSD or acid. Had be- it had become one of the CIA's key interests for its brainwashing warfare. The program, as the agency theorized, it could be useful in interrogations. In the late 1940s, the CIA received reports that the Soviet Union had engaged in intensive efforts to produce LSD and that the Soviets had attempted to purchase the world supply of this chemical. One CIA officer described the agency as literally terrifying, totally terrified of the Soviets' LSD program, largely because of the lack of knowledge about the drug in the United States. This was the one material that we had never been able to locate that really had potential, fantastic possibilities. It used, if used wrongly, the officer testified with the advent of MKUltra, the government's interest in LSD shifted from a defense to an offense orientation. Agency officials noted that LSD could be potentially hurtful or useful in gaining control of bodies, whether they were willing or not. The CIA envisioned applications that ranged from removing people from Europe in case of a Soviet attack to enabling assassinations of enemy leaders. On November 18, 1953, a group of 10 scientists met at a cabin located deep in the forests of Maryland. After extended discussions, the participants agreed that to truly understand the value of this drug, an unwitting experiment would be most desirable. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4hems.com slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash good. That's 4hims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The secrets of astral travel. Astral travel is one of the great secret methods of spiritual growth in the world. All of the meetings of the holy orders take place on the astral plane. The gods always used the astral planes almost exclusively in their travels. Dragons, the immortals, high elementals, and hosts of other very evolved entities use the astral body and the astral planes as their exclusive domain. 
Humans, however, are confined to using the astral body almost exclusively within dreams and unconscious states. Ancient cultures believed and taught that all existing humans are composed of several layers. The names given to these bodies differ from one culture to another, basing on religion and or social value. An out-of-body experience and near-death experience involves people leaving their bodies and hovering around like a spirit, and a person can watch his or her body while in their bed, sometimes traveling far beyond it. Out-of-body experiences are most likely to occur when you are asleep, meditating, or practicing wake-induced lucid dream exercises. Astral projection goes beyond these mystery, mysterious and unexplainable abilities in a person. The mystifying aspect when astral projection is the unlimited exploration of distance, time, and mass. Astral projection is an intentional out-of-body experience. The year 2020 was all about the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent lockdowns and quarantines. It's no wonder then that stir-crazy people around the world were looking for a way, any way at all, to escape the tedium of solitary indoor existence. Perhaps that's why an old declassified document from the CIA mentioning astral projection created a buzz on Twitter during the summer of 2020. Astral projection, after all, is like taking a vacation without even leaving your home. All you have to do is, well, leave your body. Unlike the sort of out-of-body experience some people report when near-death astral projection is an intentional out-of-body experience. An out-of-body experience is a transient experience some people have while conscious, that their self seems to become separated from their own bodies floats above the body and looks back down at that body from an elevated location. Uh, Jane Espel, a cognitive researcher at Anglia Ruskin University in England, says via email, astral projection is an intentional out-of-body experience that usually involves the experience that the self can seem to travel far from their body, even to other countries times, or planets. Now that's an interesting fact. Apparently, in the 1970s and 1980s, the U.S. Army attempted to find out by conducting research into psychic tests and phenomena, including out-of-body experiences and astral projection, reported Vice magazine. Officers who work as part of Project Centerlane were hypnotized, then attempted to research the astral plane. Using their minds, they supposedly used this heightened state to time travel, heal their physical wounds, or engage in remote viewing, in which they could travel to other places and planets and report back on what they saw. All of these encounters and all of these tests and experiments exist deep within the CIA files that are available for public viewing. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. The Highway Time Travelers. In October 1969, two men identified only as L.C. and his business associate, Charlie, were driving north from Abeville, Louisiana, toward Lafayette on Highway 167. 
As they were approaching the nearly empty road, they began to approach what appeared to be an antique car traveling very slowly. The two men were impressed by the mint condition of the nearly 30-year-old car, as it looked virtually new and were puzzled by its bright orange license plate in which the stamp said only 1940. They figured, however, that the car had been part of some antique auto show. As they passed the slow-moving vehicle, they slowed their car to get a good look at the old model. The driver of the old car was a young woman dressed in vintage 1940s clothing, and her passenger was a small child, likewise dressed the same. The woman seemed panicked and confused. L.C. asked if she needed help, and through her rolled-up window, she indicated yes. L.C. motioned for her to pull off to the side of the road. The businessmen pulled up ahead of the old car and turned onto the shoulder of the road. When they got out of their vehicle, right after pulling off, they realized the old car had completely vanished without a trace. There were no turnoffs or anywhere else the vehicle could have gone. A few seconds later, another couple of cars pulled up to the businessmen, quite puzzled themselves. They said that they had seen their car pull off to the side and the old car behind it, and it simply vanished into thin air. I'm seriously going to throw this out there. This is a theory and a concept that I've believed in for many years, decades even. Has anybody even else even dreamt about something and then later experienced it in real life? This is a concept called the deja vu theory. It actually has a title now. Believers in this theory claim that the human experience of deja vu can be explained by considering the unsettling feeling of having lived a moment before as a crossover with a parallel universe. This would mean that whatever you're doing while experiencing this deja vu, a parallel version of you is doing it in a different universe simultaneously, therefore creating an alignment between the two shared universes at the same time. Without even knowing it, your doppelganger is doing the exact same thing as you, and the streams of consciousness cross within one universe to another. It's deja vu, or is it really deja vu, or just a strange happenstance? Hey, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for setting through all of this. It was a lot of pseudoscience, a lot of fat on the stake, a lot of vital information once you get to the middle. Such cool X-Files-esque tales and stories and wonders. There are so many things the human brain and we as living beings of energy are capable of. But that ancient knowledge has been shut off for so long. We may never reach that level again in our own lifetime. It's almost as if the evolution process has caused us to de-evolve as a race. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for sticking with me this whole time. This is Neil Parks, your host of Paranormally Speaking. Have a good rest of the day and good night.